Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Paradisos, where if you change your thoughts, you can change the world. That is right. That is right. We are back with another episode. My name is Dennis, for those of you who don't know. And today is Thursday. You know what that means. That is right. It is Trading Thursdays. And today's guest is Jordan Fiore from Tampa, Florida. He is a Trading Experts Alpha member, of course, and a sick, sick. I mean, this dude got skills with the paintbrush, man. Oh, man. All right. We're going to get right into it. We're going to talk a little bit about painting later on. Let's get into some into some trading stuff, man. So can you talk to us um, about when you first got into trading into the market? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say it's it, it was like about three years ago. Um, I like my dad introduced me lightly to the stock market. Okay. And um, it was I mean, it was like very light stuff, stuff that he knew. Uh-huh. And I kind of did my own research and just like hopping on social media and I found trading experts and that's kind of where it started. Um, and of course, like you get into something that you think is like super cool and super right. like going to gonna grow you money. Uh-huh. Um, and you get so deep in, in uh, involved into it yeah. that you just kind of take off. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So uh, how did you go about trying to find the right place to learn about trading? So like your dad sort of planted that seed and then he sort of like, threw you into like what it, well it seems like he just threw you into like the fire and was like all right figure it out <laughs> yeah well <laughs> i mean he was mentioning stuff that looking back on it today knowing from what i've learned with trading experts like it's kind of a no-no like he was t- <laughs> talking to me about mutual funds and uh, things like that and you know i was speaking to him about two years into trading experts about why we don't trade mutual funds why we don't trade penny stocks and he was like, wow, you're learning a lot more than I am. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> so can you remember your first trade? Uh, and what, what was that like? How did, how did that go down? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so, of course, my dad introduced me, and then I didn't find trading experts for, like, maybe six more months after that. Okay. And I was just kind of, like, flowing through um, just, like, magazines okay. of, like, things that people were, like, interested in. And the big hype was weed stocks, uh, and it was like the penny, the the crap, the crap of the crap, yeah, really. Yeah. And um, I can't remember the ticker, but it was trash. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I I did not make money. So, uh, was it ever an over overwhelming feeling for you at all, consuming all that information trading expert had to offer that they offer now? Not really. Um, I, I mean, I took it day by day and they really coach you very, very well. Um, I mean, every day I would get up like stupid early and read the program and go through the lessons and try and crush out as much as I can to get to alpha. And then once I got to alpha, you know, I was still like paper trading. It was crazy. I was up at like six in the morning sitting at a Starbucks with my laptop ready to paper trade. <laughs> Because I was like so ready to win, so ready to get into it. And I think their coaching is just like phenomenal. So what have you learned um, besides trading from being in the 
trading experts alpha trap um like anything that can sort of be used sort of in life besides of course like i said trading anything that sort of like sticks to you when you're outside of trading yeah absolutely um i think one of the biggest takeaways on my end is uh knowing how to sell and um we have a, a secondary like subscription uh called value and they're kind of we ben kind of teaches us the ropes on like how you go through a sale with a prospect um and talking to clients and and kind of making this like this relationship you're not you're not trying to like sell 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 you're just trying to kind of like feel them out and like get to know them and then if they're interested you know like then you can pull the trigger but it, it's hard to pull that trigger when you have like no info right. and no knowledge of of their their well-being you know so how 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 is that sort of resonated in say your like your painting sellings oh yeah um i mean a lot of people ask me like who i network to and how i how i sell artwork um to be quite frank with you a lot of it is word of mouth um i mean i i work for a restaurant here in tampa and you know when we we talk and we gotta get to know each other like mm -hmm. they ask me about what i'm doing outside of work and i'm like well i i do some artwork i'm in school like go through some of the lists and they're like, you do art? Like I would never assume that you do art. And I have an album on my phone of like everything that I've done. And they just kind of skim through. They're like, wow, like this is, this is crazy. And I just kind of like, kind of cater to that environment. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Like I'm free. I can make you one. How are you feeling? Like, where's your budget? And yeah, we yeah. kind of go from there. And, uh, it, it's great. I mean, I've done super well in the past, like year and a half, um, as far as artwork goes, but to be honest with you, like people ask me how long I've been doing this and it's like a year <laughs> and they're like, they're mind blown. <laughs> like yeah. you, you picked up a paintbrush for the first time a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that answers my first question of how long you've been painting. How did you learn? So I, I was like an amateur like illustrator, okay. like high school, early college. I took like one semester of drawing, um, my first semester of, of college. And that's kind of the area where I found trading experts. So I like dropped my pencil, um. you know, and I got super involved with that, but then it kind of came back around later in the years. And I was showing somebody at work, uh, a Spider-Man drawing, that I did a long, long time ago. And he was like, yo, I was going to get someone to do something else for me, like an Anthony Bourdain memorial. Yeah. And I was like, seeing this, like, I feel like you could do it. I was like, absolutely. And I got back to him in less than a week with a finished like piece. And he was like blown away by <laughs> the speed of it. And then second, he was blown away by the, by the work itself. And from there, I think that was the moment that took everything off. And like, it was a painting or it was also a sketch like your other ones? That was actually a sketch. Oh, okay. And each piece I did after that started to be a painting. I don't know what happened, where the inspiration came to like pick up a, a brush. Um, but I mean, from from that piece, it went to uh, 
it was like it's something called palette knifing okay yeah it's kind of like yeah. scraping like yeah. abstract acrylic yeah yeah and then i only did like two or three of those until i got into this style which is acrylic pouring and then i feel like eight months went by and then i started doing stenciling like on top of the right. pour style nice nice so yeah. uh so was that uh when what was your first painting that you sold like an actual um, painting yeah yeah uh actual painting dude like i sold one little 20 by 20 to someone that i knew and it was okay like that was my first time doing acrylic palette knife okay. and resin on top of canvas it was okay oh, wow it was like it wasn't the my worst but it wasn't the best right. um but fast forward two paintings later i'm doing a four foot by six foot uh acrylic pour for Ooh. someone and it was it was the biggest sale I've ever made in my life, and it was life-changing. So what's your favorite painting till this day that you've ever made, whether in your collection or sold? Dude, to be honest with you, <laughs> this one right here. <laughs> nice. Spider-Man. Spider-Man's my favorite, dude. <laughs> like, just look at the, here. Freaking look at this, man. Oh, and it has a, oh, and it has resin on top of it. Look how awesome that is. That is <laughs> awesome. How long did that like, take you to make? Oh, dude, these paintings don't take me that long. People are so surprised when I tell them how long it takes. Like, I'm like, yeah, that took me about a week. And they're like, what? Wow, that's awesome. So uh, what was the most expensive uh, so, uh, painting you sold so far? Yeah, the, the four foot by six foot sold for $1,800. And that was how many paintings in to like your sort of painting career? Like how many paintings in? what <laughs> that's sick yeah that is sick so uh how has ghost setting sort of helped you launch your website well how, um, what can you say about like goal setting and sort of establish establishing certain goals to be able to launch that website yes okay so um i'm starting to build a brand around my artwork and um everything that I've done so far, I want to keep it more on the line of acrylic pouring slash stenciling on top of that. And, um, like flowing into like Marvel stuff or like things that are, that it's almost like pop culture. Right. Um, and that's kind of where I want my website to go towards. And, um, I mean, it, I'd love to, to start doing prints of my work as well, just to kind of keep like, the volume because I know my paintings are, are not cheap and like, I know a lot of people would like to have right, a painting, right. but they don't have that, that bankroll, the you know? Budget, right. Um, so yeah, yeah. So prints, custom orders. Um, and, and that's, that's about, yeah. So just sort of setting sort of like supplying the demand and then knowing that, all of that is being fulfilled from you just sort of knowing that it's going to happen and just basically just basically doing it in other words. Yeah. So like, sort of like that goal setting again, sort of just like knowing that you want to do this, uh, people want this, so I'm going to start creating prints and doing stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, people come to me with like, you know, your artwork's so cool. Like I want a piece and then, you know, so you tell them how much it costs and it's like, ah. yeah, 
they they find out the price and they're like, mm, I can't really afford that. I'm like, well, you can have the same exact thing, but not on a canvas. You can have it on a photography paper for this dollar amount. And they're like, oh, that's way more affordable. And I still got some money in my wallet, you know, nice. like as opposed to I only sell canvases. This is the price. If you can't afford it, buy. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, so I do have that secondary option for people. So, you know, it's just trying to like fulfill that need for people. Do you think that <clears throat> that's in a way? I mean, I'm kind of sort of answering my own question because I sort of know about art and stuff like that. But do you think or has the thought ever come to your mind where you're sort of diminishing yourself as an artist if you're selling like prints and not and only not only sticking to canvases is it sort of saying like you're sort of like any other sort of street artist or uh, amateur who just sells prints and not like originals do you ever th does that thought ever come to your mind i mean i feel like as long as you can make valuable artwork like day in and day out on canvas and you know like I feel like as long as the canvas is recognized itself, like I don't really mind the print sales. Like I don't think that diminishes my like repertoire in the art industry. Um, yeah, personally, I don't think that's yeah. I don't think that's like a big deal okay. in regards to like an artist. Um, I feel like if you can make prints for people, you're fulfilling like a need that other artists with a big ego right. can't fulfill, right, right. you know? And, and and it's just it's also just just getting your name out there. You're 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 getting your art out there, whether it be on canvas and prints and most likely more than, you know, prints more than canvas because it's cheaper. People like it. They can afford it. They can hang it on their decks, you know, stuff like that. And it's and it's awesome. So what's a personal story that most people don't know about you that you that would be uh, a surprise to most? <laughs> a personal story. Hmm. A surprise to most. I mean, I think the the artwork is a big thing. Like most people don't know that I have this skill. Um, but I mean, aside from this, like the amount of things that I I crunch into my day, like school, I mean I'm in college for a bachelor's in finance right now. Nice. I'm, you know, with trading experts, I keep up with an investment account. Um, I work 35 hours a week at a five-star restaurant, um, and I do a side business. And I think that I've noticed this pattern in my life so far that like in my, in my twenties so far that I've only been in the game for like four years in my head, like back in high school, before high school even finished, like. I was just kind of like living life. Like I didn't really care. I didn't any, want... any old kid, any regular kid just living life. Yeah. Super, super normal, regular, regular kid. And like from there, I think that from 18, that's where my life started. And, um, I've noticed that I just want to keep adding more income and more income, like sources of income, right, you know, right, right. like I work and that's my primary income, but then I got into trading experts. Now that's a secondary source of income. I started this side business of artwork. Now that's a third source of income. And now this one's like obviously the more colorful and more shiny one. Right, right. So I really like it. But um, <laughs> not you know, not to say road, not to say that the other ones are dull and boring. This is this is right, more. right, right. No, I know. Um, 
but yeah, I guess that's kind of like the highlight of everything. So is knowing that it'll, it'll keep on going. So how, how, I mean, people are probably listening and like, they're wondering how, how old are you? 22. 20, 22. Jeez, man, <laughs> that caught me by surprise. 22 in college, 35 hours a week, five-star restaurant. Trading experts, with which I'm sure most of you guys know, keeping up with trading, having a full-time job, going to school full-time is not easy. And then running a site, how, how do you do it? How do you sort of, first off, let me ask, how do you mentally prepare yourself every day to take on the day? To, to be able to to understand that I have to do this, 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 and this. How do you mentally prepare yourself for, for your everyday life? I think that what you described is an overthinking process for like, yeah, like in the background, like it seems like I've got so much going on, mm -hmm. but in my head, like I feel like I could still tackle more and uh, like, I don't really have to like prepare. Like, I don't have to like psych myself up to do all this. You know, like, I think that it's just like, it's just second it's just nature, natural for you. you know, like let's, let's get up, let's do this. Let's do this. Like, don't be lazy, you know, like just keep on going and going and going. Like there's no breaks, you know? So you never, you never like sort of feel overwhelmed with all the things that you have to do in your days. I mean, not really. I, I have this exhibit coming up in October that I'm a little nervous for cause I got to do like 15 paintings. But I mean, aside from that, like in general, like I think that my life is pretty well paced and I keep myself well balanced. I eat the right foods. I hang out, you know, like I still have a normal life. It's not that I'm like a hundred percent, like never seen anybody just right. focused on my craft. Like I still enjoy my life. And I think that's like a big misconception that people see when, when they see someone so productive. And, and, and you know, to speak frank and to speak honestly, I sort of had that mis misconception a few years ago where when my cousin was in, was in college and I was still in high school, I, I, I wasn't really a big, well, until this day, I'm not really a big fan of school and sort of like the education system, <clears throat> but I'm, I am for learning and finding the right mentor and being able to advance mentally and other things. But my mom would always tell me like, Look at your cousin. He's doing so well in school. He studies so hard, but he's also like enjoying his life. He's also partying. He's he's able to balance those th those two things. And I'm sure he had a job. So pardon me. I've had that misconception where, you know, if you work so hard, you won't be able to have a life. If you party so hard, you're not going to be able to have a career or stuff like that. But I mean, you're definitely a testament to those things. And what's even crazier is like, it doesn't even overwhelm you. It's just like second nature is natural. I mean, you are 22 years old. You're, I mean, geez, you, you have energy of a bull. I mean, why couldn't you be able to do it? But it's great to see that at such a young age, you're able to tackle all these things. You have energy for everything. You have a passion for the things that you do. And you have the knowledge and the understanding of how important it is to create multiple streams of income, which is, I mean, what should be taught in high school, but it, you know, sadly, anyways, on this, you know, part of the States, it isn't. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just to, I guess, dial back a little bit. Um, I mean, college, college is, is for certain people. Right. And it's not to say that college is the only provider of a career. Right. And I think that it's a big 
mistake when kids are in high school thinking that they have no option. Their only option is to go to school, get a degree and get a job. Personally, I think that even if I did not go to school and get a degree, mm-hmm. all that I'm doing like 10 years down the road, things will be good. Right. Like I'll be in good hands. But personally, like, I, I don't know. I, I've always liked school and like, I don't know, getting a degree feels like it could be like a new adventure for me. Like it's, it's, it's another like added value in my head. Right. It's not so much like the, a nuisance frame, or like an inconvenience know. for you. Yeah. So, I mean, so five years down the road, where, where do you see yourself? Is it, is it painting in Paris, showing exhibits in Milan <laughs> or is it, you know, working in Wall Street or being a full-time trading experts mentor? I mean, what is it? All, all, all the, yeah, all the above, right? The combo. <laughs> nice. That, yeah. So, uh, any, any sort of advice that you would have? So let's start off with trading. Any sort of advice that you would have for <clears throat> someone as young as you or even younger um, coming into the market and, you know, having that fear that they most likely would have, like I still do to this day, you know, I've been with trading experts for since they were just started out and, you know, I still have that sort of fear and I'm going to be honest, guys, I'm being honest with the world. I still to this day haven't made my first trade, but it's coming soon. I mean, I'm still working on paper trading, but it's, <laughs> it's I'm still trying to overcome that fear of going into the market. So how how what advice would you give, you know, a kid 22 years old or younger coming into the market for the first time? Biggest piece of advice before you touch any trading account, any market, any even even trading experts material. Mm master your budget and learn how to save your money and get rid of your debt. Mm. And once you have mastered that aspect of financing yourself and your personal world, then, you know, you start picking up some trading experts programs and you start learning and, um, you get through all, all the mentors advice and like, eventually you make your way to alpha. And even then like just paper trade for a little bit, see how you feel. And then, you know, just bit by bit, week by week, like, just deposit some money into the account, just trade like one or two shares, you know, get yourself acclimated. But at the same time, like with trading experts, I don't think that we could steer you any sort of wrong way. Like if you were getting into the market and your first like teacher was trading experts, that's only up from there. Right. Yeah. There's, there's no going wrong if it's, if it's yeah. with them. Um, so when it comes to painting, what advice do you have for someone who has, you know, I, when, when I was in high school, I, I picked up the, my first paintbrush in high school. I think it was my my sophomore year. I, I got art class and I had paint. I had painted a, a like I said, I picked up a paintbrush for the first time. And my first painting was a picture of Obama when he was elected president. And it, it just like blew up like it was uh, in, in my high school in New York. We had um concerts every every so months like we had a, a band a jazz band orchestra band and in the one of the the african history month they had brochures for every concert in the african history month my painting was like printed on the cover of that brochure um it was submitted to uh the moma metropolitan museum of art and i got an award wow. for like being the best 10th grader in brooklyn like but i was <laughs> not voted from my art teacher like best um uh, art student 
for 10th grade in Brooklyn. And I was just like, and it's crazy. And that's, and that's not only with painting. It's, it's happened with a bunch of things. I picked up tennis while I was in high school. For the first time, I picked up a tennis racket. I mean, I'm a big, like, uh, uh, football, basketball, baseball guy, right? And I picked up tennis for the first time. And I, I loved it. I was good at it. And then I went into a competition a month later and placed third. And I was just like, so all these things I was, like, somehow really good at. So with painting, uh, um. I noticed, uh, my point was that I noticed in, in, while I was in high school that most kids who were sort of painting were like, or like sketching were like really shy kids. And I, I never wondered why I was always like the loudest and like always happy to go into the art. I was like, yo, Mr. Esther it's time to paint. Like, yeah. <laughs> like let's get it. And I was just that crazy. Word. But whenever I saw like really talented and I noticed it, um, really talented kids who knew how to sketch, who knew how to paint. They were always really like sort of to themselves and like shy. So what what advice do you have someone who wants to get into the art industry, but maybe too shy or don't know re really where to start? Okay. So <clears throat> I think that uh, growing artists um, feel that they need recognition from their art and that's how they grow. Mm. And I feel like that's the biggest misconception that you could make. Um, if you're a growing artist and you know your work is good, you like your work, eventually, like, you just kind of stay on this slow pace of, you know, marketing to people and talking to people and just, like, slowly growing that business. Like, it's not like I made one piece and then the ne next day it's, you know, a million-dollar piece of work, right. you know? Like that takes a lot of time, a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of practice, everything. You're going to talk to a lot of people. You got to network, you know, like I think your network is the biggest um, asset to an artist. You know, I think that being an artist, you get so involved in the work and the detail and like you, you watch a lot of videos on you how try to, to do perfect this, your this. craft. Right. And so they'll spend hours on their work. And by the end of the day, they're tired. They don't want to go talk to people about their, their art. And that's where they, they start to fail. Like that you talk about the, it, what was the saying with, uh, artists is like, um, something about being a broke artist, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, I forget the saying, <laughs> but it's funny. Like it, it shouldn't be that way because there's so much good work out there and it, it just takes a little bit of nurturing in the networking aspect. Yeah. So, um, how can someone find your artwork? <laughs> Basically. Um, yeah, yeah. So on Instagram, um, uh, change the world, but it's like spelled like ridiculously. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll put it down here. Cause it's, it's <laughs> okay. It's really weird. I'll put it down yeah. there. Um, and I have a website linked on my Instagram and you can go on there and I'm currently in progress of, finishing the custom order page and whatnot but yeah awesome awesome um jordan thank you so much man and like i told you i'm gonna be in uh florida uh next week on vacation with my wife and i would definitely lo love to meet up and hang out guys thank you so much for tuning in and listening to jordan and i speak yeah. on this trading thursday uh episode about trading of course trading experts of course and about his wonderful beautiful artwork that I, I might have to cop one. You know, I, I'm looking at that uh, that one back there over your right shoulder. And it, I've been oh, looking sorry. at it the whole episode. So 
it, it, it's definitely awesome, guys. Thank you again. Uh, don't forget to check us out. That's Paradisos, uh, Paradisos Podcast on Instagram, Paradisos101 on Twitter, and that's www.paradisos.world. Guys, thank you again. We I'm truly so grateful, and I'm. it's awesome to meet uh, new people every week from trading experts and just talking about things other than trading. So, again, Jordan, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate Absolutely, it. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. And until next time, guys, God bless you all, my beautiful people. Peace. Peace.